What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About. I know it's been a long time. I've been super slacking on this. Um, I apologize for anybody who has been waiting for a new episode. You know, life gets in the way sometimes. I've been super busy with work and, and working on other projects and trying to get my website together, which I launched yesterday as of recording this right now. And, you know, so I've just been busy and this has kind of fallen on the back burner, but I'm excited to, to get going with it again and create more episodes and have more discussions and get more feedback and frankly, start more conversations. Um, so thank you for bearing with me and for being patient. Um, I'm excited to get back into this. Today we are going to talk about how to be a better ally. And while this can apply to being an ally to just about anybody, today we're specifically focusing on how to be a better ally to the LGBTQIA community. How to be a better ally is probably the number one question that I get from people either in my DMs or when I'm having conversations with people about the community. Um, you know, when people are sharing with me that members of their family are coming out and they don't know how to support them and they don't know how to be a good ally to them, you know, they just want to be there for them and they want to support. So how can they do that better? So I've spent the last couple of weeks, um, especially during Pride Month, really thinking about this and like, as a person in the LGBT community, what are things that I would like to see from straight people or, you know, allies in general? Like, what are things that I would appreciate seeing and um, I would appreciate straight people um, doing really to support us and to continue to fight together for equal rights. So I put out a, a questionnaire on Instagram to ask people, you know, if you were having this conversation with a, an ally or a straight person, what are some things that you would tell them or what are some things that you would like to see uh, come from, you know, our straight allies. And so I got a few responses and they were all really great. Um, I did some research online to see, you know, what are, um, what are online forums saying? What are, you know, university journals saying? Things like that. And then obviously my own opinions and my own desires to see uh, amongst our allies. Um, you know, so I compiled the list of a few things and we're just going to tackle them one by one. Um, if you disagree or you have other things that you'd like to share, if you have any questions or you don't understand something or maybe things are a little bit confusing and you want to talk about this more, please, as always, my channels are always open. Reach out to me, ask questions. I'm always down to have a discussion, to have a debate, to just figure things out together, you know? So let's get right into it. So my first point is don't assume and know that language matters. That means if you're walking down the street and you see a person who you assume to be a woman or you assume to be a man, don't assume that just because they look the way that society tells you a man or a woman should look, that that is a man or a woman. That person may identify as non-binary. They may identify as agender. They may identify as trans. You just never know. You never know until you ask. And I hear a lot of people say that they're nervous to ask, they feel uncomfortable asking, they don't wanna offend people, they're not sure if that's the right thing to do. And I always say, just ask. 
I can't stand when people come up to me and they ask me about other people's sexuality or other people's pronouns or other people's gender. I'm like, just go up to them and ask. I can almost guarantee you nine times out of 10, if you are going to a person that you love or that you care about with a genuine question, trying to learn more about them so that you can engage with them and you can be more respectful of them, their pronouns, their sexual orientation, whatever it is. If they see that you're coming to them with a genuine question and genuine interest and curiosity and getting it right, they're not gonna be upset with you. Nine times out of 10, I guarantee you. There's one asshole that might get mad at you for that, which is fine, that's their thing, whatever. If somebody comes up to me and they ask me what my pronouns are, I'm like, oh, she, they, or you know, whatever. It doesn't matter, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. It's not something that really matters to me. But there are people who it genuinely matters to them. You don't know their, their past experiences. You don't know their traumas. You, know, you don't know how much work they've put in to be this person that you see before you. you know? And so all that can go out the window and can make a person feel you know, really unseen and really vulnerable and you know, really invalidated if you, can't, if you can't simply take the time to, to ask them or to be interested in uh, in you know their truth and what their perspective is so I always say don't assume that just because society has this way that a man and a woman should look that that's how people identify I mean I am a woman who dresses fairly masculine I'm hairy as fuck but I still mainly identify as a woman you know and I'm sure you could say that looking at me I'm a stereotypical looking lesbian okay sure fine I am but I know lots of lesbians who wear dresses and lipstick and makeup and all that shit, but they still identify as lesbians. But I cannot tell you how many times people go up to them and assume that they're straight. So when I say don't assume, it means don't assume. You know, give people, give people the space to be able to, to be open and vulnerable and honest with you. And when I say that language matters, it matters. Language is how we understand the world around us. It's how we understand people. It's how we communicate. Obviously, if you're trying to communicate with a person who doesn't have the language that you have, you have to learn the language to be able to communicate. It's the same thing with the LGBTQIA community. We have our own language. We have our own dialogues. We have our own terminology. And if you want to understand, all you have to do is ask. Take the time to learn. Take the time to listen. But don't assume. My second point is to be open to learn, listen, and educate yourself. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to get it wrong. Like I said, if you are genuinely interested in people's well-being and you're genuinely interested in learning about people and their experiences and their perspectives, even if you get it wrong, that's okay. Someone's gonna correct you. You can apologize and correct it and move on. Being open to learning and listening and educating is so important. And that doesn't just mean going up to a queer person and constantly asking them questions. I mean, I'm a person who's kind of taken it upon myself to educate people in queer issues and just issues in general. I don't mind giving people information. I don't mind teaching people. I don't mind educating people on these things. But not all queer people feel that way. Imagine that there's something in your life that's happened to you or something about you that has caused you a lot of trauma and a lot of pain and a lot of rejection and people are constantly coming up to you and asking you questions about it or, or questioning you or, or doubting you or debating you. 
that's fucking frustrating. Nobody wants to do that. Not everybody wants to relive their trauma every time someone has a question. Make sure that you're asking someone who's prepared to answer those questions, who is willing to answer those questions, and make sure that you're keeping your questions like appropriate and respectful. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've gotten the question, well, how do lesbians have sex? Well, have you ever had sex with a guy? Like, how do you know if you haven't had sex with a guy? Like, these are things that aren't respectful questions. They don't respect the individual. They don't respect the situation. They're kind of just like buzz questions that aren't really getting to the deeper issues and to like the substance of like what it means to be a queer person. So make sure we're keeping our questions respectful and thoughtful and that we're really looking to engage in a meaningful conversation. And if you can't find a fucking queer person who wants to answer your questions, we all have smartphones. You have Google. I have Google. Google things. I don't know everything. I don't know everything about what it means to be a member of the LGBTQIA community. I know my experience and I know the experience of people around me that I've had conversations with. But when I don't know something, I Google it. You can Google it. Stop harassing queer people and telling them to tell you everything. Just Google it. So point number three is to check your privilege and be willing to confront your biases. The majority of us on this planet have some form of privilege, whether it's white privilege or straight privilege or male privilege or whatever it is. Being a better ally is about checking your privilege because it's important to realize and to understand that there are things as a straight person that you're never gonna have to worry about things that you don't even have to think twice about, things that could happen to me or another queer person that you would never see or experience or even understand. And it's important to know these things and to know issues and conflicts and violence possibly that queer people could face on a daily basis. It's important to know how making certain jokes or saying certain things or things that you think like, oh, it's harmless, it's funny, it's just a joke. Those things can have life and death consequences for queer people. And when I say it, it's important to be willing to confront your biases, we all have biases. You know, we all have different perspectives that make us biased to, to certain opinions or certain people or people groups or whatever it is. But just know that biases and stereotypes can be harmful. If you see someone making inappropriate jokes or harmful or uh, jokes at the expense of a queer person or you hear people being homophobic or you hear people being transphobic or whatever it is, call that shit out. Don't let that shit fly. Make a statement to say, hey, that's homophobic, that's transphobic, that's not cool. And as long as you're in my presence, I'm not gonna tolerate it. Take a stand. Be willing to confront people's biases. Be willing to confront, you know, verbal violence or whether or physical violence. Intervene. Being an ally is more than just the things that you say. It's more than just the things that you think. It's the things that you do. What are you doing on a daily basis to, to confront biases against the LGBTQIA plus community? What are you doing on a daily basis to check your privilege and to understand other people's perspectives and where they're coming from, their struggles, what they're dealing with on a daily basis? So it's important for us to know to do these things. The same thing comes with being a white ally. We have to check our privileges daily. We have to call people out. We have to start conversations, even if they're difficult, even if they're awkward and uncomfortable, even if they're with family members and it's hard to talk to them about things or where you don't see eye to eye on things. 
checking our privilege and, and being willing to you know, confront our issues and our thought processes is really important. Ultimately, we all want the same things. We're all striving for the same goals, for the same kind of happy, fulfilling life. And so this is like a great way for us to learn how to help each other get there. My fourth point is that to be an ally, it's not just a label, it's an action. It requires work, it requires effort, it requires you to actually do something. You know, you can't just say, oh, you know, I'm an ally, I have, you know, a gay person in my family, or, you know, my friend's gay, I have gay friends. You know, that doesn't make you an ally. Just having gay people or queer people in your life doesn't make you an ally. What are you doing daily to make sure that that person feels safe, that make sure that person feels seen, make sure that person's existence is validated? What are you really doing to assure those things for these people that are queer in your lives? You know, it's like saying like, oh, I'm not racist, like I have black friends. Like, no, that doesn't make sense. You could, you could have black friends and still be racist. Just like, you know, you could have gay or queer friends and still be homophobic. Being an ally requires action. You know, thinking about how you're voting. Are you voting for people who align with your views? Are you voting with people who legislate against LGBTQIA plus individuals? Are you putting your money where your mouth is? Do you shop with companies that support the LGBTQIA community? Or are you buying from companies who donate to anti-LGBTQIA plus organizations? Um, you know, do you make a conscious effort to buy from LGBTQIA plus owned businesses? Do you donate to any LGBTQIA plus organizations? Do you volunteer? What are you physically doing daily to back up your label of ally? To be a true ally, it means to take action. You can't just call yourself an ally and sit around and do nothing. Speak out when you see something that is wrong. If you see someone being homophobic or if you see someone, you know, um, uh, talking shit about gay people or making jokes or you know you see actual physical violence intervene put your body between an aggressor and a queer person if you have to you know do whatever you can to really truly be an ally this is so important if you want to be an ally and you want to be recognized as an ally and you want queer people to feel safe and comfortable around you you really have to go above and beyond to make them feel safe, to make them feel seen, to make them feel valid. It's just like anyone else in our lives. We're constantly you know, telling people we love them and validating them because they matter to us, we care. And if you care about an LGBTQIA person in your life, it's important for you to show them that you care, not just with your words, but with your actions. So my fifth and final point is actual, physical, tangible, monetary support. Whether it's uh, sending money to LGBTQIA plus organizations that are working with, you know, homeless LGBT youth or, you know, the Trevor Project or the HRC or whatever it is. Find organizations that align with your opinions and your beliefs and are doing work that you feel is important 
and donate to them. Whether you become a monthly supporter or a one-time supporter, or maybe you're an annual supporter, whatever it is, find ways to donate money to organizations that are doing the work on the ground to fight for equal rights or to make life easier for LGBTQIA people across the nation and across the world. But not only donating to organizations, this also comes in play with your queer friends. You know, say your queer friend is an artist or a photographer or a videographer and, you know, they get to a point where they're unemployed and they're selling prints or they're selling something to try to make money to make ends meet. Consider buying a print and supporting them or, or donating money to them. You know, queer people are very frequently discriminated against in the workplace. Um, you know, I can't help but think that there are a lot of times where I was, you know, uh, interviewing for a job and it was between me and one other person and that other person uh, got chosen for the job. And I can't help but think, like, I know the way that I look. I know that I look very obviously queer. I know that I'm not your stereotypical straight girl. Like, I don't look like that, you know? And so I can't help but think, how many jobs and opportunities have I missed out on for simply looking and being queer, you know? And so I'm sure other queer people feel this way and it's really intimidating and, and worrisome to try to get into the workforce or to try and participate in the workforce being a queer person because we're constantly met with discrimination. You know, so if you see a queer friend struggling, um, just know that they're probably going through more than just a financial struggle. Maybe the financial struggle is stemming from a deeper, more internal struggle, you know? And so you just, you never really know. So it's important to actually find tangible ways to provide monetary support to people within the queer community because you just never know why they are in the position that they're in. There have been times where I've seen other people in my life struggling and just needing a little bit of help. And I know that like, maybe it's not a lot of money. Maybe I'm only giving five, 10, 20, $25, like not a big deal, but to someone else that can mean the world. That could mean the difference between like eating and not eating, you know? So if, if you find physical monetary ways that you can help people, provide for people and support people, do that. So in conclusion, I just want to say it's okay to mess up. I have messed up. I have misgendered people. I have accidentally called people by their dead names. I have been ignorant. I have said hurtful and offensive things. We all have. Really what it boils down to is the intent behind your actions and behind what you're saying. If you're asking questions to genuinely understand somebody and their experience and how they identify, People can't get upset about that. They're not gonna get upset about that. Just ask questions. Be willing to, to learn and to, to go beyond what you thought you knew. We don't know it all. I don't know it all. I'm still learning. I'm still educating myself. I'm still researching. I'm still asking questions. This is important way of life in general. To be curious, to constantly crave being better, to crave knowledge, to crave understanding, and to find a better way to understand the people and the world around us so that we can be better. 
learning and educating ourselves on other people and their experiences and what they're going through only makes us better individuals. So I think it's important to not be afraid to ask questions, not be afraid to fuck up, not be afraid to fail. Just be prepared to handle your failures and to handle your fuck ups with grace and humility. You know, if somebody calls you out, be like, yeah, I fucked up. You don't have to fight back. You don't have to say, well, I didn't mean it. It's just like, I'm sorry, correct it and move on. So if you have any further comments or questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me. If you think that I forgot something or I left something out that's really important, reach out and let me know. I would be more than happy and more than willing to do a part two or a continuation of this. Um, I wanna keep this conversation going. I don't want people to be afraid to ask questions or to be afraid to offend people. You know, it's, it's not about it's not about getting offended, it's about educating people and, and helping people to really understand so that people can really, really see and really understand where we as LGBTQIA plus people are coming from, our experiences and you know, how we've overcome our adversity and, and how every day we try to just be better, right? That's what we should all be doing. We should all be trying to be better every single day. So like I said, if you have more questions or if I forgot anything, please reach out. Uh, my channels are always open. And thank you for watching. I, you know, I wanted to try something a little bit different today and kind of film a more interesting video than just me sitting in a chair in the grandma room. So let me know what you think or what you thought. And I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day and week. I love you all. I'll see you in the next one. I'm on the right track, baby, I was born this way.